Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. The R-Rated Podcast. This week's guest is... Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's guest is Kaylee Kavnar. I actually met Kaylee on Fatal Attraction. But I know you've worked on a lot of different shows. But I want to take it back a little bit and ask you where you're from and what sparked the interest into yeah. the film industry? I grew up in Denver, Colorado. Oh, okay. I love Colorado. Mile High City. That's all we get. It's always like, do you smoke weed? Do you snowboard? Do you, <laughs> do you snowboard and smoke weed on your way to school? Like, it's always right. something like that. Yeah, no, it was a great place to grow up. I lived, like, in a little suburb area called Broomfield. Okay. Like, right in between Boulder and Denver. Love um, it. I wanted to do something in film, mm-hmm. and it's not a film area. I was going to say. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> So I moved out here in August of 2020, peak COVID. Oh, so you're actually like kind of not new, new, but like it's been like what, three years now? Yeah. Yeah. In August, it'll be three years. Wow. Okay. So did you just, did you graduate school or like what, what stage in your life are we at? (laughs) So I graduated from high school a semester early. Ooh, Okay. It's like my proudest moment. I, I yeah, I was gonna say, wait, how does one graduate a semester early? Because yeah. I certainly did not. <laughs> yeah, no, I just did a bunch of like online classes, nice. everything I could do in order to yeah. like, get out of there. I was just ready for something new, and mm-hmm. like I was, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work in film, mm-hmm. and so I didn't, you know, have the whole process of like figuring it out. It was right. like, what can we do to get me there quicker? And it was right. to work and save money. So. I graduated a semester early. I took a gap year. Nice. Worked two jobs. Literally worked like six days a week. What were the jobs? I was a nanny, which is so I love fun. it. I love it. Yeah. That's what, I feel like you have to kind of do some nannying like sure. in your life like once. I was also a receptionist at a hair salon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So that was really fun. I got to, you know, experience the customer service right. aspect, a lot of like scheduling, mm-hmm. um, maintenance in the salon. Mm-hmm. But no, it was so fun. And I love the girls I worked with there too. They're all like these women who have their own families and they're all just like trying to grow their business and it was yeah. so motivating to be around that especially wanting to go into film and like women yeah. representation is right. always huge here so I was like hmm this is Amen. a good <laughs> it's like sparking my interest of like this is what it means to be right I like, kind of hate this term but like girl boss yeah. right no it, we have to say it girl boss oh yeah. it's cute <laughs> yeah and so I just did that and I I loved it and it was so fun but it wasn't you know the the end all be all for me. I was like, what else is out there? So did you know what you wanted to do like going into the industry? Like when you moved to LA, like, or was it more like I'll move to LA and then kind of see what like I can do out there? Or was it like, you know, I want to be an actress or like, I want to, you know, like was it more specific? You know, I think I knew from a young age, always something creative. I was very much like I couldn't do something like being, you know, all respect to like Mm -hmm. engineers and people who Mm -hmm. are really into science and math. And I did decent at it in school, but like it was not. (laughs) I was like, I went to film school. (laughs) Right, right. But it was like not what I wanted to do. Right, Um, right, right. And so something creative always. I thought maybe like set design, interior design. Fun. Something like that. Mm -hmm. I thought about doing makeup Mm -hmm. and like costumes, but. I think ultimately it's like the storytelling that really draws me in. And so writing and directing through school, I figured out was like, yeah, this this is my thing. So in school they had like a film class or like something around like similar to that or. Yeah. So I, in high school, I took Mm -hmm. a film class and it was the only thing we offered lit to film. So you watched movies, kind of like annotated them, analyzed them, books to movies, all of that. And that was where I knew like, yeah. Like I was just, I had a feeling yeah. before, like this is what I want to do. But, but after then doing that, that confirmed it. 
totally solidified like this is definitely what calls me is drawing me in yeah and uh that was when I was like yep this is what I'm doing I'm gonna graduate early gonna work gonna wow. move to LA and then COVID hit and I was like unemployed at 19, which was the weirdest thing to experience. Um, and then we got through that. And I was like, you know, if I don't move now, will right. I ever? If I keep like postponing it or just waiting for COVID to be over, mm-hmm. because it's still not over. You right. Know? So it's like, how long would I have been waiting? Right. Exactly. Like, what was the right moment? But right. that's a, that was a big like leap. But and for and sure. did you have your parents support on this? Like, were they parents sometimes fear like you know the creative business is a little risky, which it is. Oh, it's yeah. not like your typical like nine to five job. <laughs> Always been very supportive. Yay! You know, for whatever I wanted yeah. to do. Like from the age I was like, I'm gonna be a soccer player. I'm playing soccer. Yeah. They showed up to almost every game. I remember my mom my mom had to miss one game and she was heartbroken. Like oh. she was so sad about it. But I'm mom like, of the you year. Know, we love that. It's okay. Yeah. Like there's plenty of them. But yeah. like, I knew I had their support doing this. But it was yeah, you know, also scary because I have an older sister and she still lives in Colorado. Okay. And so I was the first to leave and to move and I think they were like, Wow, like our youngest is gonna be the one to flee the nest. Yeah. To, yeah. To move. Um and I think we kind of talked about it for so long. Mm-hmm. We didn't know, like, when is it going to happen mm-hmm. with COVID, mm-hmm. with me having enough money to even live here. Right. I wanted to do it on my own as much as I could. You know, like, yes. I didn't want them to support me out here financially. No, that's awesome. That, like, just shows, like, you know, when you're passionate about something and you really want something, you'll go for it and you, yeah. you'll do anything to achieve that. You're in LA now. Yeah. COVID hit. So yeah. did that discourage you from applying to jobs or are you still like laser focused like you were right. when you were like I'm planning to move so the reason I moved out here was for school so I did go to film school which I feel yeah. like is always a topic it's like do yes. or not do which you needed or not. was it it was LA film in okay. Hollywood um and they have like two different programs mm-hmm. you can do 18 months for mm-hmm. uh three years and okay. I'm like you know what 18 months get yeah. a good feel of like what it means to right. work with the camera and kind of be on set mm-hmm. but in this industry, it's all about like your experience. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter if you go to school for ten years. No. Like, what have you worked on? What have you done? Right. Who do who you know? know? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though, like, who do you know? Right. No, seriously. And so I wanted like a basic understanding of film, yeah. and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go like try to make those connections. Mm-hmm. It was great, but you know, it's online for half of it because of COVID. Oh my God! Right. I didn't even. I totally yeah. forgot about that. We're okay. Cause Cause like all I was going to say, is it hands-on? Like, you know, are you out there in the field with a camera? Like, right. wow, okay, so how do you do film school online? Because that's very interesting. Since I, I got the experience of it being hands-on, and then I experienced the last semester online, but it was kind of right. like, already the class like the board like the boring classes like the math right. you know like the stuff things that, like, to just get the, to exactly the things to just graduate but like sure. how did you do that online or did you just like talk about it right honestly like the first 12 months of it were like mm-hmm. all online and it was just kind of trying to get the basics mm-hmm. out of the way so we were doing like the writing and like the film history and like we had to take a math class so it would be like I know yeah. considered not a trade school <laughs> yes <laughs> easiest class of my life um but stuff like that we try to get out of the way which is nice right. but then there were things I feel like I was still missing because part of being in the school is like the community mm-hmm. and there's only so much you can do on zoom and like people don't totally. turn the cameras on they don't participate yes it becomes so difficult yes. to like create that community and you know group yes. with your peers like right. you're not even with them some mm-hmm. of them weren't even in LA you know, because you don't have to be. Right. Um, and so it's definitely an interesting experience to navigate. And I am glad I did it because I yeah. met some really cool people through it and learned a lot. But I guess, like, my advice to anyone is, like, <laughs> do what's best for you. Like, right. you do not have to go to film school. Like, I would have been totally fine in my path to my career without it. So 
I agree with that. Like, yeah. unfortunately, I had it. I found that out after film school, but um, you know, <laughs> I and this is why we podcast so we could tell other people. You know, like, sure, yeah. you know, when I heard you say like I, you did the associates program, I was like, that's smart because like I, I thought like, oh, I need to like get the bachelor program because like people are gonna ask right. me about my degree and like so and so, but like honestly, no one asked me about my degree. It's like, what have you worked on? Oh, like, how do you know this person? And then maybe yeah. like. Oh, like if I mentioned film school, it's like, oh, what film school did you go to? But no one's like, right. what film school did you go to? You know, it's not like implied, no. right? It's just like if I want to like bring it up. <laughs> Doing your program, are you already applying to jobs or did you, because it because you're saying it's online, right? Mm -hmm. So like, did you have time or were things still like slow and close or like still figuring it out that like right. you were getting the experience so that by the time things were more open, then you started applying or... You know, it's funny. When I first moved out here, I was like, I have to just start kind of from the bottom, which is okay. Like, that's mm -hmm. part of yeah. the whole process. Yes. And so I was a barista. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I feel like classic. that's part of the story, right? Totally. Like, the Hollywood like, if you're story. not like a waitress or yeah. a barista, like, <laughs> yes. what are you doing? But it was great. And I did that for like about a year. And then I was applying for more like nanny, personal assistant jobs mm -hmm. again, something where I could be more like involved with people like right and have more of a like a freedom in a sense yeah and so I got a nannying job okay yeah I was like a nanny family assistant and they were also amazing I got okay. really lucky with all the families I've worked with which yeah. is like I mean what more can you ask for right <laughs> there's definitely a lot of like horror stories it's, I hear yeah in any field right like there's totally. scary like good and bad I got connected while I was nannying uh one of my roommates who's mm -hmm. now like one of my best friends mm -hmm. she uh her cousin works in the industry and oh, nice. she got a job as a PA on the rookie TV oh show. very cool we love the as rookie yeah production assistant and so that's how I got my job on there to start and that was my first ever like PA experience okay and what was okay so like were you nervous like did you yeah did she did your friend did you know anyone on that set I feel like, very thankful because she was working that day too oh so, like, yay, we, like, okay rope together she like walked that is amazing everything. yeah because I knew nothing i was wow. so green yeah so new i was like i don't know anything like i just am here for a good time and to hopefully learn something and that's how you um, do it though you you just you get thrown into it and you learn yeah. like by doing it still work for them like mm -hmm. never you know so till this day time. you're still working yeah awesome yeah so still have that connection on that show and it's just whenever they need some extra help for yeah. a day a week whatever it is um and i love it i love the cast and crew so much and they're Great, and it's been like a huge part of my journey finding out what I want to do, yeah, and like working in the industry. And it's grateful. I'm grateful to have like that as my first experience. That's no, that's a huge first experience. Yeah. Like, and very a very like put together show, right? It's like oh it has God, yeah. it has a lot of seasoned people, so that's a really cool thing to be able to jump into. Um, what like now that you've been working on it for like what like how many months now since when was it I want to say I know, like, like wait what month is it I know I'm jumping what year is it I think like 2021 <laughs> okay so like almost two two years you would say or like a year and a half I think like a year and a half a year and a yeah. half how has your like maybe views changed like has anything changed or your experience changed like do you feel like has anything changed throughout the duration of the show since you've been there yeah I mean I think I started like working on the show thinking yeah what you have to do is like to be on set as a production assistant mm -hmm. for so long and like mm -hmm. that's the only way you can like make it and make those connections like those are the rumors it. right yeah right. Like, that's what we all get told you <laughs> right know, be a production assistant that's it mm -hmm. and then obviously I learned through that like becoming a PA is yeah. sort of like the gateway onto becoming an AD an assistant director right yeah. which is again I didn't know this going into it but it's 
so different than a director. Yes, I so know. Different. I know because I, I I faced the same thing. I was like, oh my god, like is this the path I'm supposed to take? Because there's not really a clear path. Oh god, They're just no. like. It's honestly kind of figure it out, like, like yeah. So throw you to the wolves, literally and, like, figure it out for yourself. Sometimes. So now, are you like going towards that path, or did you? Or are you like, no, I don't want to go. Towards yeah. That. So I mean, being a PA and like making those connections is amazing, and mm-hmm. so I've worked on other shows doing that too. But I don't want to be an AD. Um, right. I think it's a great job. It's just like not yeah. for me. And so kind of figuring out like, well, then what's the path to being a director to being a writer? And that's kind of where I am now. It's like figuring out floating a little mm-hmm. bit trying to find those jobs or you can maybe work in office and work your way up yeah because again there's like no clear path no. Like any single person you talk to who maybe is a writer or director now right. no <laughs> one will have the same story no one which is like comforting but also annoying also because, terrifying because it's yeah. just like so how do people do it like right there's it's like a very general like well you know like you know keep working like keep writing like keep creating your own stuff but it's like right. yes i mean obviously like that sounds about right but like it costs money to make your own stuff like it's oh not God, like we yeah. can just like make movies every couple of months or like you know we're, we don't have a budget one well, I, I don't have a budget i don't know maybe you have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i should speak for myself easier said than done but yeah we're i guess we're both like in that same boat like figuring it out and i totally agree there is no clear path and I'm, like i every day i kind of like question myself i'm like am i doing Am I going the right direction? Like, wh- what's happening? And <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, so it is, you know, comforting to know yeah. that there's no right or wrong, like, no right. straight, clear path. But then, like you said, terrifying because mm-hmm. you're like, then how did you do it? Like, how does everyone do it if there's mm-hmm. no blueprint to follow? You're kind yeah. of on your own in a sense. How did you get from the rookie to Fatal? Because that's kind of, like, filming at the same time. I know Fatal's over now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, how did you transition over like was it because they shot in the same um studio because i'm not going to name drop the studio but when we were shooting at the studio for fatal Mm -hmm. there were signs of the rookie shooting there as well right and you know like some days you'd walk into the lobby and you're like am i in a like police at a police department like what's happening but it was just for the show because they really convert everything and the the studio is 100 percent part of it like any any corner of the studio could be turned into a movie set. So you never know what you're gonna walk right. into. <laughs> right. No, honestly it's like such a coincidence that I work oh. on two shows that also filmed at the same studio and like we're funded by the same production company overall. Oh my god. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um I basically when I was working as a personal assistant, mm-hmm. more like family assistant nanny, mm-hmm. um, one of the parents is involved in film and kind of more on the executive business side. Yeah. And uh, they connected me to someone over on Fatal Attraction. That's and awesome. that's how I like, got into that. So it was funny because it had nothing to do with the rookie. Right. Even though there's like some overlap in the studio. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, so I was, was like, maybe funny. she was like, what, you know, on set at the rookie and she was like on her lunch break and then somehow she like crossed past right. like fatal. I was like, <laughs> but that's so cool. But that also shows you like, you know, you never know, even if you work other jobs in LA, in Hollywood, wherever you are in LA, honestly, you could still meet people that can, can connect you or, you know, give you these new opportunities that might not scream like new opportunity in the beginning. Yeah. It's funny because for how like big LA seems, it is so small. You know, like jumping Mm -hmm. back to how you were saying, like when I was a barista, one of the regulars that Mm -hmm. came in who became like a really good friend of mine Mm -hmm. does comedy. And at the theater where he does comedy, one of the actors from The Rookie also does comedy there. And I was like, this is weird because my world is colliding. Oh my God. Okay. And there's just like no way that you could ever figure that out you know mm-hmm. like I don't know how everything's connected but 
it's it's a good feeling to be like, wow, it's a little bit more smaller and I know more people than maybe yeah. I think I do kind of thing. What a trip. I, I love mm-hmm. I love hearing when it all like connects. Like it's just like so trippy. I'm like, wow, maybe like you guys were always like meant to meet and like maybe if you didn't meet right. that time, you were gonna meet this way or something. I don't know. Right, um, that's funny. Crazy. But okay, so how would you so you were you were also a PA on fatal same position as rookie, right? Mm-hmm. And what would you say? Like, what was your experience? Like any any differences, major differences? Or is it all like, or are the PA jobs very similar to each other? Like, what do you think? Right? Honestly, so the rookie was like my first ever experience. Mm-hmm. And through that, I was like, Oh, this is exactly what PA is like, right on every show. <laughs> but like, no, it's different. <laughs> And so I would say they're similar in a lot of ways, but of course, like every show runs things a little bit differently. And Mm -hmm. that's what I was kind of navigating. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have all this experience on all these different shows and different commercials or anything. It was like the one idea I had. So kind of navigating that a little bit was maybe tricky to start, but then you get the flow of it and you understand Mm -hmm. like what each show has and like what they bring that's a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but both like so amazing in their own ways. So it was fun. And then, you know, being a PA too, there's like 10 different roles as a PA. There's the one that deals with the cast. There's one that deals with background or with like the walkies Mm -hmm. and all the equipment and kind of getting to like play a little bit with each of those different areas. is also fun because that's how you learn and grow and figure out like for sure what I want or what I don't want to do. How do you get picked to, I guess, be one of those specific PAs like like if you're like I want to be the talent PA like are you able to put that request in or is it given to you you know what like I don't I don't know the answer to that only because like being on the rookie I kind of just get thrown in wherever they need me and now at this point like I feel very comfortable like in each position and like knowing so you've done all all the roles or like most of them most of them not all like most of them so now it's like hey we need help in this department yeah okay great I can do that um and kind of similar on fetal I didn't Mm -hmm. get to like because I I've never started and finished on a show like working full-time staff. okay okay so it's like when you get thrown in it's like what's available is available right. what they need you to do you'll do like right. you don't have really much like say and that I don't mean sense. that in a bad way it's more just like yeah you help out where there's right. help needed right yeah exactly which position do you feel I guess most comfortable doing like out of the the PA roles um honestly I love doing first team which okay. is like cast mm-hmm. um and I love doing background because I love like connecting with people mm, and getting to like help with that it's just like a yeah. fun experience to get people ready on to set you know ready to go and being with background too it's really cool because it's definitely more produced than you think or more like okay. manufactured I mean when you're watching a movie and yeah. you see all the background actors you're not really thinking twice but yeah. there's like a whole choreography like they're figuring really out is. who to like go where who to yeah. cross this way it's very like thought out and planned, which is funny because again, like growing up watching that, I would never. You would, know. you know, think about it, and then you're like, I oh, think the guy was... in the back eating a sandwich. I mean, that's all planned, you know, right? And it's <laughs> over like and over. thoroughly planned to make yeah. sure it's the same, same, same cue. meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, what, yeah. like, what is like a, I guess, like a typical day? Like, how would it start for a PA that's working with background? Like, do you, you go and then you, do they check in with you and then they kind of like just not follow you around, but like, are you guiding them throughout the whole day or like, what is like, kind of like the routine of right that. so again like every show is different mm-hmm. but for the rookie for example they do a lot of scenes you yeah. know in the police station and right. so they'll have like their set core uh group of background and mm-hmm. they'll come in early we get in early check them in give them their voucher which is like how they'll get paid and accounted for basically mm-hmm. um they you know get into their costumes if it's like a day where they need hair and makeup they would do that they go to set go to stage 
we start placing them set for the scene and mm -hmm. it's like that and then they are also in holding a lot of the time when we're not filming and not needing them for stuff um so what's yeah. like for people who wouldn't know like what holding is or like what goes oh, down yeah, in holding definitely. like what's going on in there <laughs> holding is like where the background or where actors will go when we're not filming them or they're not right. like on set mm -hmm. so it's still close on stage but like basically just so they're kind of out of the way when you don't need them right then they're close when you do need them and i mean it's just like so random it's not like designated holding place yeah you know? it's like wherever there's space on location right because i mean like think about it when you're on set and they have to like light the the actual scene and like you can't have all like it's just like it gets it gets too tight and the lights get hot and then you have like right. all these people sitting there and it's I'm sure it, like it's just a better work environment when like there's less people in the room that need to be if they don't need to be there basically yeah, it's better to you know go go to holding um and okay so I know like you also have to get them into costume and and makeup right. do they do they start the day off art like they just get their hair and makeup done for the whole day and then like you kind of just hope that they don't you know mess it up or do they get touch-ups too like the way like first team does Honestly, like for the rookie, when they do just their core background, yeah. they don't have to see hair and makeup because it's oh. typically just like the They're same not... thing okay. that they have to do. I mean, mm -hmm. you wear the same outfit, same mm -hmm. look, kind of just like perfected on your own. Right. Um, and then, I mean, they have their own makeup and stuff that they bring it to do touches. But mm -hmm. I think overall, it's like unless they look like they need something, right. like the makeup and hair department are kind of like, you guys are fine. Okay. So, you know, makeup's not even a must with the bad, with the BG. Okay. That makes, yeah. that makes sense. Have you ever had to deal with any um, background actors that maybe were a little difficult or, I don't know, maybe having a bad day, whatever whatever it may be? <laughs> I feel like maybe not like so much difficult, but yeah. more or less just like, I, just very like airheaded sometimes, I okay, guess. Okay, yeah. But more or less just like an interesting experience of just them, I don't know, I guess like not really knowing if they've been new to the show, like not knowing okay. how things are kind of run or worked maybe. Like first timers um, as background actors or first timers on that show specifically? Kind of both. Oh, okay. Like I've had some okay. people who are first time ever doing background. Oh, okay. Which is funny because when I was on The Rookie, like I actually started as background like before I was No way, PA. no way, okay. Yeah. Um, and you're so like, like, I'm on the other side of things. Right, right. I love so it. I did it just for like three days, I think. Um, but so I get it in that sense. And that yeah. was me for the first time ever doing anything. Right. So like I was new to the show, but like new to background. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out. So I have sympathy for those people because <laughs> I do get it. Right. I do get it. Um, but just sometimes you're like, what is this person thinking? Like, yeah, just you have no idea like why they would think a certain way, but everyone's <laughs> different. So you just have to like learn how to deal with multiple personalities. I feel like that's, oh, the best that's way a to good one. It. Yes. Like being able yes. to handle different types of people and being yes. a people person, which yeah, for the most part I am. Yeah. For the most part, keyword, <laughs> most part. but there's some days where I'm sure like you've had right. long hours. Does, does the rookie work long? Like, is it mostly 12 hours or cause you know, some shows are like, Oh, we only do 10 hours but we don't do like hour lunches. It's like 30 right. minutes or something. Or some people do 12 hours. Some are even 14 to 16 hours. Like what? what's the range of hours that you're working a day? You know, typically on the rookie, they're really good about keeping it quick. Hmm. Um, I feel like for the most part, it's like under 12 hours or like right at 12, which for oh, wow. TV is like that's really great. impressive. Yeah, it's really good. And again, I think it's because it's such like a, a well-oiled machine right you know so many seasons in so many of the same people that are right. a part of the crew like they just know how everyone works together so it's mm -hmm. fun to be a part of that um and then also figuring out too on like different shows you know mm -hmm. fatal attraction that was their first season and like right 
it's all yeah. new personalities working together, seeing yes. how it all works. And like sometimes you get behind and mm -hmm. how can we catch up and make up for lost time. And right. It's definitely interesting to like kind of see both sides of it. like a brand new show. Yeah. That has, what was it, like eight, ten episodes, something like that. Yeah. And then a show that's on network right. for 22 episodes. Wow. Films that for, many like, episodes. months out of the year. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a ton of episodes. Do you think because they're such a seasoned show and they've done, obviously, you know, they're doing this all the time. Is it harder to get into that kind of a set? Or do you think they're just as open and like, you know, like newcomers are welcome? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's pretty open. Like okay. I've worked with a lot of PAs on that show who mm -hmm. have been just like day players just coming into work for mm -hmm. a day or two. So I feel like they always have new people coming in. But okay. Like the core is the same. The right. Core people. Like maybe the same director, the same producer or something. Yeah, but like, yeah. But the the PAs or maybe makeup could switch out or something. Totally. Maybe. I don't know. And okay. I mean, granted, if there are 22 episodes and you're together for 10 months, like, yeah, by the end of the 10 months, like, you will become best friends with them. So right. even if it wasn't established, like, before. It is now. <laughs> during all of that time, like, you become very comfortable with them. Right. So now that we're in the new year, I mean, we're, like, into February, I guess, like, the second month in. Yeah. Um, what what has it been like for you? Has it been, you know, have a lot of projects been starting up? Like, are you looking into new, like, pivoting a little bit more or yeah. maybe doing a couple more PA, PA gigs? Like, what what's your vibe? Where are you at right now? <laughs> Definitely kind of switching tune a little bit. Like, okay. Back in November, I was trying to apply for some more, like, personal assistant, executive mm -hmm. assistant jobs mm -hmm. within the industry. So mm -hmm. doing what I've done before, but now, like, kind of doing it for someone who is maybe like a producer, a writer, a director. Right. That's kind of like where I'm on the way to going or what I would like to do. But I mean, over the holidays, like that's the worst possible time to look for a job. <laughs> so while yeah. I'm like sending all these applications, I'm like, I'm sending it into a void right now. Right, like, I know. is off, no me one's too, girl. <laughs> so you are like, I'm out of town, please don't bother me. Like, no, seriously. You're right, you're right. <laughs> um, so with the new year, definitely still applying, working a little bit, but like is, you know, up and down, up and down. Like the industry, finding jobs and everything mm -hmm. it is so much about timing. Yes. Like you could be so great for a job, but if they're not looking for anyone right now, yeah. then like it doesn't matter. Or sometimes like you, it could work out. Like you vibe with the person, but like the show gets, you know, it's not, it's not approved yet to be green, greenlit to shoot or like yeah. random stuff just comes in the way and you're just like, damn it. Like, you know, right. missed opportunities, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Maybe it just wasn't the right time at the moment, right? Um, right? I think that's, like, another thing I've been trying to, like, remember. Like, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Like, sometimes, you know, you just can't force something. <laughs> totally. And I think that's huge. Like, yeah. be being able to, to know it's, like, not you. It's just the timing. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, like, something else is meant to be, you know, for you instead. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing is, like, when you get your heart set on something and you're, like, super excited about it right. and then it falls through and you're, like, oh. Like it's like yeah, gut wrenching. It is. It's heartbreaking. Like you know, yeah. it's, you want it to work out. Like you're like, why not me? <laughs> right. But it will. So are are you writing now? Have you been able to um, maybe direct some of your own like smaller things? Like I mean, I feel like I'm always writing and fun. not always you know like fleshed out screenplays. But yes. I'll be a driving and I think if something is like, oh, let me write that down. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Things like that. Um, but nothing crazy. I mean, yeah. back when I was in school, we were able to do a short film of mm -hmm. one of our students one of our peers yeah and that was really fun to be able to like be a part of that and yeah. see it come from like his writing to a literal short film yeah like, it's just seeing the trip. whole process and being a part of all of it yeah. yeah so that was really great um 
But again, like you said, it's so much about money and timing and like funding. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, it's more or less like still creating the ideas and like coming up with things that I want to write or want to tell. And then, you know, meeting the right people and being able to like have this pitch ready. Mm -hmm. What do you like to write? Like what genre would you gravitate towards? Like, because I feel like I I write more. I always gravitate towards drama. Not even like, not. I don't always want to, it just happens. I'm like, oh shit, this is dramatic exactly. again. Yeah, I'm like, I swear I'm not this dramatic all the time. <laughs> oh but yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I gravitate more towards kind of like indie type Ooh. projects. Okay. Um, I mean, like all my favorite movies are like kind of smaller budget, more indie style films. And I think for me, it's because of like the storytelling aspect. Yeah. Like Marvel movies are great. Avatar right. was amazing. But right. it's so much about the visuals and like yeah. the you know, the CGI and mm-hmm. all the technical stuff behind it. And the story's still great, but, like, I want the raw emotion where yeah. it's just, like, it's the actors and the, the setting that makes it what yeah. it is. I 100%. I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I feel the same way. Like, I mean, it's really cool, like, all the, you know, special effects, like, visual effects. I think it's really cool, but I don't, I don't, like, I know that's not my thing. Like, I know that, like, I won't be creating stuff like that. I think I'm better with more, like, authentic, like, real things that are happening or, Thing, topics that people are afraid of like really digging into I think that's what excites me like yeah, you know totally. it's just like fun um but I I think you totally like are able to do that I mean whenever you have downtime honestly just bust out like <laughs> bust out the screen writing. Writing. No, literally, really. literally I like I'm like I have to do the same I I literally I'm sitting here telling you to do it because I'm like I need, I need to yeah too. <laughs> that's the thing it's like again there's no like right time to start writing it's like when do yeah. you start writing and then when do you like yeah start reaching out it's like again there's no timeline just yeah. like do it when you have time when yeah. you feel inspired when you have ideas yeah and go from there I don't know how do you get inspired like what inspires you honestly I don't I think a lot of the things like stories I want to tell a lot of come from like my family oh okay I love that yeah so a big thing I do want to write is like a story about my life with mm-hmm. my mom and my sister. We're all very close, mm-hmm. three women, you know, it's like, in my mind, my pitch of it would be, you know, Gilmore Girls, but a little yes. bit more like gritty and real. Love it. Not so fluff. So right. I love Gilmore Girls, yes. I do. But you know, it's Classic. not like a crazy drama. It's right. very like kind of filtered in a sense. Yeah. Um, but just like navigating three generations too. My my sister has a yeah. daughter and like, oh, you know, amazing. doing all of that. And I feel like it'd be really fun to see our dynamic on screen totally we are so close like we love each other so much and i think people could could relate to that right and if they don't then it's like i hope that they would Mm -hmm. see that on screen like this is my source of that like this is my comfort if i don't have a good relationship with my family like this can be that for me right something like that yeah Yeah. oh my god okay that's awesome yeah and okay so now what like what are like you don't have to tell me where you live but like are you close like do you live close to the studios like what's like your commute like living in la because Sometimes, you know, you kind of have to live, work, hang out all in the same area because it's just traffic all day long. And, you know, if you don't plan accordingly, like, how do you make it on time to set? Like, for me, I remember, you know, living in the valley and then I'd have to go to uh, downtown for when we did Fatal. And I would, like, one minute to late and I'd be, like, in traffic for an hour. And it'd be like, oh, it's over. Like, I'm not making it. No, it, <laughs> traffic is real. Like, the L.A. traffic. And, again, yeah. Let me bring up moving here during COVID again. Oh my like, god! It yeah. was so. Everyone's like, the traffic's awful. I'm like, you guys are lying. You're all lying to me. The traffic is not bad. And then obviously, yeah. like, things Started picked picking up again. Up. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what you're all talking about. Yeah, it's awful. Um, and so I think for me, like, 
where I live is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I live really central to LA. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 15, 20 minutes Santa Monica. Oh, that's 20 huge. to Hollywood. Like 15 You're like, I can be Hollywood. anywhere. <laughs> right. And like, I guess the price you pay, it's kind of more of like a in development area. So okay. there's like some good pockets of it, you know. Right. But that's I kind like, of all of LA, right? Like there's some. I mean, some yeah, yeah, there's some dodgy streets. Right. But like that's any city. Yes. It's not just like only LA. So yeah. I think that's a huge thing is being close to a lot. So I can yeah. bounce around. If it's like you have to film in Santa Monica, then you have to be in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Then Sherman Oaks, you know, like just being able to be flexible with that. Yes. It's huge. Yes. And so now that, um, I guess, what advice would you give someone, not even someone, but like, I guess other high schoolers that maybe would be watching this that are, that were, that were in the same position as you were like, like, I want to chase my dream, but it's, it's a very big dream, you know, to just like pick up your, like pick up your bags and just like move to LA. Like not everyone has the courage to do that. It's very, it's it's a big move. So I guess what advice can you give someone that's kind of hesitant, but really wants to make that big leap? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes I forget that, like how big of a step it really <laughs> yeah. is. And people will say that to me, and I'm like, I guess it kind of was like no, a, it is. a big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, because it's my life, like I'm just like, oh yeah, like what else have I done? Right. Um, but I think, I guess my advice would be like, any step is a step. Mm-hmm. Like if it's the smallest thing you're doing to make progress towards your goals, and like you're doing something. Yeah. And I still have to like remind myself that right now because yeah. again, like applying for jobs and like not hearing anything, where it's like, oh, you're great, but yeah. we don't have anything right now. It's like, oh my gosh, like what is the point of this? But you're doing all the right things. It's mm-hmm. just like the timing will work itself out. Yeah. So I feel like remembering kind of why you wanted to start doing this too, in the industry. Mm-hmm. I think like remembering kind of the classic like where you came from yeah like remembering why you wanted to do this and I think definitely a big thing is like having people in your life who support you and Mm -hmm. who you know keep you grounded in a sense of like will remind you yeah what your purpose of doing this is for yeah and that's huge and like moving to LA it's a big city we said it was small but also like it's big in the sense that there's a lot of people and you know people are very much in their own mindset of like mm-hmm. let me do my own thing let me chase my own goals yeah but like having a community out here is huge and it took me right. like a year and a half two years to like finally find and I'm still kind of like searching for people too but like finding a group of friends where I'm like I feel content with you guys like I feel yeah. like this is a good setup right a good safe circle you want to have that yeah. trusting circle but I don't know like what your high school experience was or like when you were living in Colorado but you know, you have like your friends, your family, like you have, you're used to the people that like you've grown up with. And now you're putting yourself in a, in a world that's not only like away from your family, but like the industry is known to have, it's very fast paced, you know, there's like a little bit of everything. And sometimes at a young age, it's hard to, to not fall into like traps or like, you know, like bad, I'm not saying like, that's what you were doing at all. Cause I'm actually like trying to point that out. Cause I'm like, you're, you're young, but you seem to have like taken the right path and you didn't get distracted by any like nonsense or like right. maybe like even out, like sometimes meeting people, like they might seem like they have your best interest, but then it can turn into like something dark or whatever, or someone trying to take no, advantage definitely. of someone that's new here. So, you know, that's, that's really cool to see that um, you kind of like, make 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 room for me like (laughs) you're not gonna trick me into anything (laughs) no I think it's huge like having a good head on your shoulders and just making sure like you're very aware and conscious of like people's intentions right and I think a big thing too not just about you know like the dangers and Mm -hmm. like what else is out there but more or less just what what you feel comfortable doing Mm -hmm. to like never you know like push your boundaries in that sense um but yeah I mean just like making sure you 
you know what you're doing, you know what's mm-hmm. up, like, mm-hmm. and just feeling comfortable in yourself. And then, yeah. you know, no one's, no job is like worth making you feel weird or uncomfortable yes. either. Have so. you ever had to experience that, that onset, like, or anything where like maybe, you know, someone has used their like privilege of, you know, I've been in this industry for a long time. I can kind of say things or, you know, act inappropriate. Has that ever right. happened to you at work? Honestly, on set and in film, no. And I feel lucky about that That's because awesome. I know, again, I've heard stories and people have awful experiences yeah. of that. And I, again, feel lucky that like my first few were yeah. on very safe sets yeah. where I like really enjoyed people I worked with mm-hmm. and felt very comfortable. But I mean, that doesn't mean in other jobs, like outside of the industry, I haven't experienced that. And it's awful. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not just like, I think people are also sometimes quick to say it's always in film, but like it's any industry. There's it really weird is. people out there. Yeah. You have to be very guarded and aware of your surroundings and sometimes it's like at work it's just anywhere it's just like i'm we're at the grocery store like what's happening (laughs) so i guess there have been times like when we're shooting on location some random person comes up and it'll be weird but like that has nothing to do with the right they cannot control that (laughs) right right and if you're filming in areas where it might be like you know not the most safe like safe enough to film right but you never know who's going to walk around what kind of like pedestrians you're going to have so yeah again just being very like aware and conscious but that's my advice to like any young woman. I love it. It's <laughs> like the dark side of Hollywood. <laughs> I'm wondering maybe if it's like when you're on camera, you know, when you're in front of the screen all the time. And yeah. Like, there's this pressure about what you're wearing, how you look and all of that. I feel like it kind of can get to people's heads a little yeah. bit. And maybe that is where it comes from. Um, yeah. But I mean, I know that there are people like I've had friends who have been behind the scenes and experienced, you know, not like anything that's completely like crossing the line but it's still like enough to kind of raise warning right and so it's unfortunate you know and I like I hope that yeah I feel like there's a new wave of like all these films now coming out and I I love it and I love like seeing that of like women being empowered and speaking their truth and yeah you know kind of exposing parts of the industry that have been really toxic and unsafe and I'm like good like we should yeah I want it to be a positive place (laughs) where like I can love working here and like love people I work with right exactly you want to feel like a safe and like fun environment like we're here to make movies and shows like it should be fun it shouldn't feel unsafe right Um, right so I guess ended on a positive note what does a fun great typical day at work look like for you which and work I mean on set yeah (laughs) I mean always early um, <laughs> yeah. which you regret in the moment but then when you do finish like early then you're really happy to have your evening um mm-hmm. but for me honestly like, a good day on set is just like when everyone's hustling we're all doing this and it's like you're working on something exciting like whatever's right. on screen or whatever you're filming yeah. you're excited about and there's like big things happening but um yeah. I think just like a big thing is your attitude like honestly your attitude going into a day because if you're there for 12 hours and you start with, like, a shitty attitude, then right. you're going to have an awful day. But, like, right. just go in and, like, be positive about it. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think, like, a good day for me is just, like, kind of realizing, like, again, why I'm here. Like, kind of taking a step yeah. back and being, like, me three years ago would be in shock to know that I'm even, like, working on a film set right now. Right. And now you are. And it's, like, right. it's a it's a big set. And it's, it's awesome. It's great. It's going to be such – I mean, it is great experience. And who knows yeah. where that's going to take you. And – you know, if there's more, if you're going to be working, you know, future seasons or maybe new shows that like right. other people can connect you to. So it's going to be really exciting to see that. Um, so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. I think it'll be yes. fun to see, you know, I said three years ago, but three yeah. years from now. Exactly. Reflecting on where I am. Yes. Like, applying to jobs, figuring out where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And then three yeah. years, who knows? Hopefully 
hopefully not in the exact same spot. No, you'll be submitting your movies to the Colorado Film Festival. Like, and it's going to be so cool to be able to like go back to your hometown and be like, yeah, like watch my movie. (laughs) That's like the dream, like going to the theater. I grew up going to movies. Like in Washington movies. What's the theater? Just um, it's an AMC. It's not like no, but, <laughs> but it's an AMC it. in Broomfield, Colorado. Um, but like going there and like yeah. seeing like my name in the credits or something yes. like that would be just like yeah. a weird kind of full circle moment. Like I no, grew up going to movies. I fell in love with film. Going here at that theater. Like, at that, that theater, right? Yeah. And seeing my own film or my own name working on a film or something would just be like. Kind of a mind-blowing experience. I think with that kind of passion, like it's it's gonna happen. And I think you're you're shining light to other people that want to join the industry at a young age that it is possible. And you know, you don't have to go to film school. <laughs> you don't go to film school. You just have to have a dream and yes. a dream and patience, patience. And you're gonna there's gonna be days you're gonna get rejected. Like obviously, like who doesn't? But I feel like that's part of the process. The film industry is. All about, all about like everything, like rejection, yeah. exception, who you know, how what you've worked on, like it's just like a bundle of everything. So once once you have dip your toe into a little bit of that, like you're good, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, it builds a thick skin. Yeah, exactly. I would say that about you too. You have thick skin, but that's that's part of it. Like, I'm that's I'm still working on it. You're like, like no, I was crying on the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> but there are times like I do feel like it's still a work in progress. I'm right. always a work in progress, but like building a thick skin where you can accept the rejection and understand like right. things aren't going to go your way always but it's because something else is out there that yeah. is actually meant for you so it's yeah. like just having that mindset that switch is really what I would recommend everyone to do just like have that switch that things will work in your favor when they're meant to I love that yeah well that's a great way to end the episode thank that's, you that's so much for joining me it was great to have you and I'm so excited to you know check in with you in a couple of months and see where you're at you know me too. It'll be cool. And <laughs> I mean, knows? definitely in three years, but like that seems right. too far. So we'll, we'll check back in in a couple months and we'll yeah. see what's going on. <laughs> but I'm super excited. Thank you so much for coming on and I'll see you guys next week. 